Welcome to CCH Tax Talks from Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting. This podcast series will bring you the latest news and industry insights from thought leaders and experts in the tax world. Today's episode features Kathleen Grant, Manager of Tax Product Management for CCH Access Tax and CCH Pro System FX Tax, and Mark Luscombe, Principal Analyst at Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting. They'll be talking about individual and business extenders, which were determined later than usual, after the 2018 returns were due, meaning many more taxpayers were affected. They'll also be discussing the kitty tax and other technical corrections which might cause firms to go back and amend their 2018 returns. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Walters Kluwer Tax Talks. In today's podcast, we want to explore the Consolidated Appropriation Act of 2020, which was enacted last year on December 20th. I know it included several tax changes with retroactive impact, meaning that a lot of taxpayers and their advisors need to consider filing amended returns. Mark, can you tell us about this act and what are some of the changes? Well, this act was really delayed a long time. Uh, A lot of the changes relate back to things involving that expired at the end of 2017. There are a package of over 30 expired provisions called the extenders that uh, now have been reenacted retroactively going back to 2018. There are some technical corrections to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that also relate back to 2018. There's some uh, repeal of provisions in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that relate back to 2018. And then there's just uh, a few other things such as uh, a package of uh, disaster relief provisions that also relate back to 2018. So there really are uh, lots of things in this package to uh, worry about 2018 for. Yeah, that's right. It really impacts a lot of different areas. Um, you know, not only the extenders and kitty tax, you said disaster recovery, and of course, some um, tax corrections. So let's just look at the extenders first. Uh, what if you were to look at the some of the changes, what are some of the changes that would impact the majority of the taxpayers? Well, there are a handful of individual provisions, about half a dozen, and a lot of business provisions that are really mostly focused on particular industries, and then also a lot of energy-related provisions. Among the individual provisions that could affect the most people are uh, uh, retroactively extending the exclusion from gross income on discharge of qualified principal residence indebtedness, the treatment of mortgage insurance premiums as qualified residence interest, and the deduction for qualified tuition and fees. So all those relate back to uh, to 2018. There also uh, was one that uh, only goes back to 2019, and that is uh, restoring the medical expense threshold deduction back to 7.5% from 10%, which had been uh, in the last few years, it had been raised to 10%, but now it's, uh, as of 2019, it's back to 7.5% again. So when you're talking about that medical expense deduction, so it was, the threshold was 7.5%, then it went up in te- to 10%, and now it's back down to 7.5%. So anyone that had a lot of uh, medical expenses and they did itemize, we really need to look at their return again to see if they could um, get some additional deductions, correct? 
That's correct. Of course, uh, after the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act increased the standard deduction, uh, probably only about 10% of taxpayers are going to be uh, itemizing deductions. But uh, but for that 10%, uh, this uh, this change to these uh, itemized deductions can be very important. Yes. So it also um, the treatment of mortgage interest premium um, as interest. You mentioned that earlier. Um, because I, I believe that there's a, uh, a limit on uh, mortgage interest as well. Is that affected? No, the, uh, the change to the mortgage interest, the uh, re- reducing it from $1 million to $750,000, that was done in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And that, uh, that uh, is not affected by this, this change. So it's, it's, adding, it's adding, though, uh, mortgage insurance premiums as as interest to to that, and that was not uh, that was not done in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Oh right, it's the it's essentially the PMI on mortgage um, that you're talking about. Okay, well that's good. Um, now we talked. That's basically some of the changes that we had for the individuals. Um, is there anything else that um, for the individuals, or do you want to switch over to business business returns? Well, under the energy-related provisions, there are a few there that are uh, affect individuals. Those include the uh, non-business energy property credit. That's that $500 lifetime credit for uh, energy-efficient windows and doors and that sort of thing, and the uh, qualified fuel cell motor vehicle credit. And the two-wheeled plug-in electric vehicle credit; those were all uh, retroactively extended back to 2018. So, anyone that did some uh, house improvements and put in some new windows may uh, may benefit from this. Perhaps, unless they had all already used up that $500 in in prior years. So. Oh, that's that's very true. That's very true. Uh, let's look at. Um, business extenders or extenders for the business return. Um, what can you tell us about that? Well, as I mentioned, a lot of these are focused on particular industries. As examples, there's the railroad track maintenance credit, the mine rescue team training credit, the classification of certain racehorses as three-year property, the seven-year recovery period for motorsports entertainment complexes, and a couple of provisions related to Indian employment and property on Indian reservations and expanding the expensing rules for qualified film, television, and live theatrical productions. Um, so a lot of them very, uh, very much spoke, focused on particular industries. And then there's also the, uh, the whole uh, group of provisions that are energy-related and, and can affect some, some businesses more generally, but a lot of them just particular industries in the energy area, such as the biodiesel and renewable diesel credit, the second-generation biofuel producer credit, the alternative fuel fueling property credit, and then a, a few that might affect more broadly um, the energy-efficient homes credit, and the uh, energy efficient commercial buildings deduction might uh, might have a little more broad application. Yeah, that would really affect uh, people that were in that industry, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I know there was one area that was affected. Um, that was the kitty tax. Um, with the Tax Cut Jobs Act, the kitty tax was changed, where I believe the unearned income was taxed at the trust rate as opposed to the parents' tax rate. 
Um, so what are some of the recent changes to kitty tax that we've seen recently? Well, this is one of the provisions that really is uh, deciding that a provision in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was wrong and going back and uh, and really repealing that provision. So the uh, what the effect of that change in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was to frequently result in um, a lot of kids with investment income having their tax topped at a tax at a higher rate, the trust rate rather than the parents' tax rate, and this affected a lot of, uh, you know, military family survivors who are getting uh, uh, benefits from uh, from deceased military people. So that was uh, that was not viewed as a good result. So it's basically been. Uh, um, repealed effective December 31, 2019. However, an election was provided for uh, if the taxpayers so choose to go back to the 2018 and 2019 year and uh, and have that kitty tax taxed at the parents' rate rather than the trust tax rate. Okay, so that's um, that's pretty significant. So anyone that um, any taxpayer that's filing for uh, minors, they may want to review those prior years. Um, you know, do you not agree that this would be a significant change change to some of those returns? Right. I think they made it an election because uh, they they weren't they weren't sure. Uh, some some people may have had uh, uh, it may have not have had a big impact on their tax rate. So they just wanted to let people be able to go back and look at their returns for 2018. And also as they're doing their 2019's returns to, to have the option to either, uh, either do the trust tax rate or the parents tax rate, whichever would be more beneficial to them. But going forward in 2020 and beyond, everyone is back to using the, uh, the parents tax rate. That's good. So, Every year, I know the IRS makes tax corrections, um, and it may be in the form of you know, things that may have happened in prior years that they need to correct. So are there any tax corrections that we should be aware of this year? Um, yes. The, uh, it's sort of a, a funny situation in that there was a whole package of technical corrections, the majority of which still have not been enacted. Um, the Democrats are basically wanting something in uh, in return for uh, letting the uh, technical corrections go through. So we did we did get a few um, in this uh, legislation, but but by and large uh, by and large a couple of significant ones are are still waiting to be to get through Congress. The one that one that did get through is uh, is uh, going back and. Changing the uh, church parking lot provision, it's called. It was a provision in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that uh, increased the unrelated business taxable income for certain uh, fringe benefits, and uh, and that caught uh, caught tax exempt organizations that allowed uh, uh, clergy and and other uh, staff to use the church parking lot, and that was under this law a a fringe benefit that became taxable, and that was uh, sort of unanticipated so they uh, they went back and repealed that provision a couple <laughs> I don't of the... think that I don't think that would have been very popular for a lot of uh, nonprofits <laughs> to be to be taxed right, on right. the money that you earn from parking <laughs> so that was that was unpopular enough that actually, that actually made it through but there are a couple of others that uh, also uh, are pretty unpopular that did not make it through yet um there is a provision on the um, 
what's called qualified improvement property. Um, that's things like leasehold improvements, restaurant property, and retail improvements. Um, that had been, prior to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, depreciable over 15 years. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act had intended to make it uh, immediately expensed, but due to an error in drafting, that's now depreciable over 39 years. So, uh, so all those people making uh, those sorts of improvements are not very happy, but that correction still has not been made. And the other one that has a lot of people upset is uh, relates to net operating loss carrybacks. Due to an error in drafting, they actually made the loss of the carryback retroactive. And there's sort of a, an unwritten rule in the tax law changes that you can make tax breaks retroactive, but you cannot make tax increases retroactive, and that's basically what they did. And so, uh, and so that's also on the uh, list of things to be uh, to be fixed. But those two have not been fixed yet. Yeah, not not two very not popular ideas, I suppose. <laughs> Mark, you have uh, you have given us a wealth of information um, in the last couple of minutes, and definitely areas where I think the tax preparer should really be aware of, and when they're preparing their tax returns for this tax season. So before we wrap up, um, any final thoughts for any of those preparers out there? What would what would you tell them? I think tax professionals just want to be alert to these changes as they uh, the the priority is probably to uh, work on uh, the 2019 tax filing season and get that uh, get that well in hand. But as you're uh, as you're going through the uh, tax filing. Uh, for your clients, you can easily uh, sort of identify these topics and be uh, be alert for opportunities that might warrant going back and looking at 2018 returns and to recommend a possible amendment to uh, uh, take advantage of some of these tax breaks that are now retroactively available. Mark, thank you. Thank you again for all your insights. And this will conclude our podcast. Thank you. Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting provides integrated software and information solutions for tax and accounting professionals with solutions for every size organization, from sole proprietors to multinationals. To learn more about news, insights, and technologies that can help streamline and simplify your tax workflow, bookmark our podcast page at engagetax.walterskluwer.com slash tax talks. Thanks for listening. This Tax Talks podcast series is a 2020 production of CCH Incorporated. The content is for general information purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for legal, tax, or accounting advice.